The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, I know uh, that you like to grow exotic things in your greenhouse. I mean, what will grow in Ireland? Would a peach grow in Ireland? Absolutely. Peaches and nectarines are probably the two easiest of all the fruiting plants to grow under cover. So if you've got yourself a polythene tunnel or a large greenhouse, then grow a peach tree. You can sand train it, Pash, against the wall of the greenhouse or the tunnel. So it takes up minimal space, but gives you maximum amount of fruit. And both peaches and nectarines, they produce beautiful pink flowers. Mine have just gone out of flower in the last week. But two weeks ago, I hand pollinated them with a little paintbrush. You go around and you paint each flower, transferring the pollen from one to the other. But I get about 30 peaches uh, and nectarines from my trees every year in the in the tunnel. Now, they do need that little bit of protection. It doesn't have to be heated. A standard polytunnel or greenhouse works really well. But also, Pat, if you want just something to grow for the summer, things like melons are really easy to grow. There's a lovely one called Emer, which I particularly like. It's got beautiful, sweet orange flesh. All the tomato varieties, of course, are ready for planting now. Chilies, peppers, cucumbers, aubergines, the aubergines, Black Beauty and Jackpot are two really nice varieties. Strawberries, if you want. If you want some early strawberries, then plant them up in your tunnel and greenhouse at this time of year. And, of course, courgettes. But all the herb plants as well, Pat. Some of the popular salads you can grow in your greenhouse. Um, grapevines, if you've got space. A lovely variety, a black one uh, called Black Hamburg, which is makes beautiful black or purple grapes in midsummer and any of those can be planted at this time of year in your greenhouse so get out and get it planted up very good now questions coming in i have a a brandley apple tree large brown spots appear on some of the apples and rot the fruit Uh, i wonder is that a bramley it might be sometimes it happens after the apple is picked with no spots on them do you know what it is and how i can stop it that's from tony yeah, that's bitter pit, Pat, on the on the skin of the of the Bramley apple tree. So Bramley is, of course, uh, the Donegal uh, the Donegal apple is famous as the Bramley apple tree. It's a fantastic cooking variety, and bitter pit can destroy the outside section and leave the apples unstorable. So if you've got it there, it's really cosmetic in that it. Um, it, it's on the outer side of the flesh patch. That fruit should be used up first and foremost. You can use a, once the Bramley produces its little fruitlets in mid-July, you can give it an application of fungus clear to keep the disease off the fruit. Um, will you ask Porik, is it too soon to put out tomato plants that I have started on my windowsill? It's in Wexford. They're about a foot tall at the moment and starting to flower. That's from Tessa. Well, a great question, Pat, and it is tempting to push not just tomato plants, but some of the early bedding plants like geraniums and busilisies out of doors. Don't do it just yet. The weather is promised to get cold later on during the week, and frost can still be a problem at this time of year. My advice is to keep your tomatoes inside until the first week of June, and then they're safe to plant out of doors. So maybe hold back a little bit on the watering. That'll help to keep the plants slightly smaller, uh, but do keep them on your windowsill and do keep them frost-free. That's critically important for the next couple of weeks. Joe in Galway wants to know if there is a device that he can use. This is something that he could attach to a hose or sprinkler and insert lawn weed killer in it so he could do a large lawn without having to take the watering can out and slowly and laboriously go over the whole thing. He wants to do it like in one fell swoop. 
Yeah, and he wants to apply a weed killer, is it? Yeah, weed killer. Well, to be honest, yeah, there are there are um, various um, sprayers that you can attach to the to your hose. They're generally used for feeding the lawn, and so Miracle Grow, for example, do one. I haven't seen one available for weed killers because trying to get the right application rate would be quite difficult. To be honest, you'll do quite a large lawn using a knapsack sprayer. Now, I would ask Joe, at this time of year, many of the lawn weeds are still in flower. The dandelions are just going over. The daisies are still fully in flower. And if you spray them now, you run the risk of of obviously damaging the bees as well. So the control of lawn weeds is better off done in midsummer, July, August period, after they've completely finished flowering so that we don't harm or honeybees. So try to put it off for a couple of weeks if you can, Joe. But my advice is to you, a knapsack sprayer. Uh, started my veg plot in a long and narrow raised bed. I have not much access to soil. And um, I've heard peat moss isn't that great. What would you recommend? That's from Erin. Erin, I would, yeah. And dead right, peat moss on its own has no nutrition whatsoever. It's, it's simply pieces just taken from the bog and mills and no nutrition is added so you want to get yourself a good quality compost something like a john ennis compost or people like westland do an organic vegetable compost you can actually buy a specific compost that's organic based that's suitable for both fruit and vegetables look for that in your local garden center you could add a little bit of fine topsoil if you have access to some good clean topsoil that could be mixed through as well but failing that get yourself a couple of bags of vegetable compost organic and that's absolutely perfect. Our local garden centre is offering spring bulbs at very reduced prices because they're too late to plant. Is there a way to store them for planting uh, over the winter or are they worth buying no. at all? Well, if, if, check them first of all and if they're still heavy, so things like tulips and daffodils, as you know, should have been planted last November and December, uh, but at this time of year, they won't store until between now and next autumn. If you are buying any, make sure that the bulbs are plump, they're heavy in weight, and to be honest, at this time of year, they, they should have sprouted and they should be in, in full growth. So my guess is maybe to leave them until next autumn and get yourself some fresh bulbs. And but my local- the summer bulbs are all available, Pat, at the moment. The dahlias and, the, and the, all the bulbs that we associate with summer colour. So maybe spend your money on those instead. Yeah. My local gardening centre has olive trees for sale. I'd really like to get one. Could Pora give me some advice on planting and caring for an olive tree? I have a really sunny garden. That's from Amy. Oh, well, well, Amy, you need to... I mean, olives are Mediterranean. We see them growing in Spain on the, on the poorest of soils and on, you know, these slopes and, and, and really exposed to the elements. So olives need that type of south-facing, sunny, courtyard-type effect, preferably. So keep them out of cold winds. Keep them in as bright and sunny a location as you can. They do terrifically well in pots because they're slow-growing. So maybe plant it up into a terracotta pot because that gives you the option then in the winter of, of, of storing it or bringing it closer to a wall for protection. So out of cold winds in a bright, sunny area, make sure that the soil is very free-draining. So add plenty of grit and gravel when you're planting and preparing the soil. And apart from that, they should grow perfectly fine if you can mimic those conditions. I have white mildew on the leaves of my tomato and cucumber plants. What should I do? Oh, it's very early to have white mildew. So white mildew is like putting powder on the leaves of of plants, Pat. It's very distinctive. And where you see it on tomatoes and cucumbers, I would remove the foliage that contains 
the white mildew and use a proprietary fungicide. So you get a fungicide in your local garden centre that you can mix with water, apply it to both the foliage and the roots of the plant, and that will help to correct it. Now, do keep an eye on the ventilation. If the greenhouse or tunnel is very clammy and it's all closed up, ventilate during the day to give good air movement because that will reduce the impact of powdery mildew. So plenty of air circulation. Don't wet the leaves when watering water at the base and use some of the fungus uh, the fungicide okay. to control it. And time maybe for a quick one from John in Kilkenny. I've just planted laurel and some of the leaves are going yellow. What kind of fertiliser can I use to help them grow? Osmo Pro 6 is very good, Pat, or any tree and shrub fertiliser. And many laurels are showing yellowing and, and discolouring, particularly after the winter we have. So give them a feed now and repeat the feed in about five days' time. So a handful of Osmo Pro 6 shake it around the base. Rain is promised tomorrow, Pat, so today will be the perfect time to get that fertiliser on. Very good. Pori Corkin, thank you very much for joining us and that's all we've time for. A reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by Golaud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on Newstalk.